Hey, Mercy Road, we are live here. Um, thank you, Megan, for uh, sharing this live online. We want to invite everybody right now, share this live service online, a one-hour online-only service. We're here at Eric Maitland's RV, at Eric Maitland's RV, and we're actually standing outside WZPL, Indy's number one uh, secular radio station right here on the north side of Indianapolis. Well, I mean, you know, for me, I mean, I was, you know, I mean, I, I was a church planner. Then I worked at uh, uh, a large church here in town before I was doing pub theology. Well, while I was doing pub theology. And for me, I think that the motivation was always to to get outside the walls of the church and to find ways to impact people who aren't necessarily. I mean, they're not against the idea of Jesus. They're just maybe not necessarily um ready to go to church yet so we started doing you know pub theology um which was just we you know ended up calling it indy's uh you know uh best, best party, party with a purpose, purpose right yeah baby. so we started doing these events out in local bars and and the thing is what i find is is when we open our life up to getting outside the walls to just bring jesus to our everyday life into the everyday spaces and places of life it's yeah. amazing to me um what you see is is how uh, how open people really are to understanding and, and hearing uh, the message of Jesus and being you know letting him being a part of their life. But I think it's a part of us getting out and, and doing that. So every month we do uh, a party with a purpose around town. Uh, then we do uh, I think we call cocktails and conversations, which is just uh, a follow up event where we just um, hang out down. We've been down in a Broadable Tavern most of the year. Okay. Uh, and it's just a night of conversation. We do uh, we we uh, we read a simple Boom. Jesus story. Okay. Okay, so you've gone to bars, you get on the radio, but what are, a lot of people don't get outside the walls. They, they you know, attend a church service if you're a Christian, and if yep. you're not, you, like, don't really get why church is an important thing. Like, what church is supposed to be a, a community on mission, and that's yep. one of the things I'm going to teach on. So. Yeah. T tell us, like, what? Why don't people do it? Why is it hard? What's the difficult part about it? You know, I, I had an interesting conversation just a couple weeks ago with with a friend who was, you know, asked me about you know pub theology and radio theology, and and I, I think he, what he was saying is one of the the biggest struggles for a lot of people. I think comes down to um, that it's it's about courage, is that they just feel like um, they're kind of scared. Uh, they're not sure they have the courage to actually step out of the walls and and yeah. and and make uh, make it make you know make I guess make Jesus a regular part of their just everyday life. So I think that's a part of it. I think is is the courage to do it. But um, I think you know what I want to say to somebody if maybe if they're thinking about you know that they need more courage in the next year to step out outside the walls is to realize that once uh hey my voice is there too uh is once they do that what i find is that it's it's amazing to see how god begins to to give you that courage and the holy spirit begins to give you the strength and it, for me it's become you know uh, almost a, a an addiction like you know what i mean like i just yeah. love uh yeah like did we just had the wrestling theology thing at the church building oh dude i was just talking to rich actually yeah. yesterday uh, uh about it and what's the coolest thing about that you know josh was talking to rich is you know, it's been, I don't know, I don't know how many years now, six, seven years since since Rich gave his, his life to Christ. But the cool thing about Wrestling Theology was, you know, Rich Abbott, who runs Wrestling Theology, you know, part of Mercy Road, has the Wrestling Theology you know, outpost. He comes to Christ like almost a decade ago in a service that I was preaching. And the cool thing is he just... He really got discipled on mission, being a part of pub theology. And yeah. so for him, the only way he knows how to really reach people is by getting outside the walls and making it happen because that's what he saw as he came to faith through pub. And now he's doing wrestling theology. They had, you know, a great crowd. Uh, and he, here's, did you know, he grabbed a, a sound bites, some sound bites from the sermon I preached that he came to faith uh, oh, from, awesome, made a video, used it as his teaching piece uh, this this uh, this time at Wrestling Theology. And so it's just cool to see how it's grown. Oh, yeah, man. And that's inspiring. People living outside the walls. So here's what I want to do. I've got some some uh, title slides for you here if you're taking notes at home. We want to give you three steps in 2018 to see life change occur. And the first step that I want to share with you is, uh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to, this is live. Well, there we go. Number one, go to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 9, if you're taking notes. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 9. Here, I can hold it for you. There you go, right there. There, thanks, Vanna. Will you take I'll be power. I'll be PowerPoint. Um, um, when you bend over, yeah. Okay, so what we want you to, to take away today is this verse right here. Verse 4, 
On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. If you skip down to verse uh, 7, it says, He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father set by his own authority, but you will receive power from the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That as a Christian, we believe you're supposed to go outside the walls of the church to Judea, to the state of Indiana, to Samaria, to the rest of the country, and to the very ends of the earth, globally around the world, making an impact. Wait, there's more people in this RV. Oh my goodness, what's what happened? happened? Oh, happy new year. Um, you know, you guys were on the bus no! too. Oh my goodness, what's going you on right now? We just, uh, apparently the yes. student yes. ministry is on the RV. We can't, get, get, get this guy a microphone. You guys are a bunch of suckers. Just got hijacked. Pretty sure we didn't. And I've got the power. Go yeah. ahead and grab a seat. Uh, this is Luke Edgerton, our next gen pastor, hey, and associate at next gen pastor Eric Lindahl. Yes, you're sitting on my phone, dude. You might have just broke my oh, screen, sorry. but we got, we got seven students live. Oh, oh, mercy, students oh, in motion. So you guys have another live yeah, feed going on. Yes, okay. hijacked. On we have Instagram. seven followers. On at ten Instagram. followers, I'm putting his whole ear in my no, mouth. No matter where we are in this, mouth. that's not happening. Okay, that's inappropriate. And it is going to happen. I wanted, if you get to Instagram live at in what Summit, is it? Summit Indie at Summit Indie, you're actually live on at Summit Indie on Instagram right now. Yes, right absolutely. Now. Yes, guys, guys. Listen, okay, listen. Dana's I've over here. I've worked with you guys for a year now, and I love you guys. But I know you well enough to know that whatever you're doing live is not better than what we're doing live right now. So just want well, you to know that. I say that in love. It's okay, but it's probably not very good. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, tell us a little bit then since you're here. Yeah, tell us. Well, wait. First of all, I have a question. How did you guys get in the back of the RV since we've been in here a couple hours? Dana, prepping? that is a great question. <laughs> um, we were camping out for a New Year's party, and... We didn't know this was Eric Maitland's RV. It just started and started driving. Yeah. We were like, this is so weird. I thought he was snoring. I thought he was just snoring, but it was actually the motor and, like, the vehicle moving. How did, um, you, how did you guys keep warm? No, I'm kidding. Never mind, uh, never, never mind, mind never yeah, mind. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, since you're Snuggles. here, since you're here, yeah. tell us what's going on with Mercy Students. So many exciting things for students in 2018. Really, really excited. We're going to be splitting the middle schoolers and high schoolers for youth nights. They're going to be called our outposts. On Wednesday nights is going to be the middle school option at Mercy Road from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. And then the high school outpost option is going to be on Sunday nights from 6 to 7.30. And we are so excited to do this. There's going to be a lot of spiritual growth going on right now. What's up, students? And uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for us to really tailor. Wow, you guys are going like live. Like That's like liveception. That's Dual nine life. followers at 10. I'm putting your You're ear in my mouth. That. We're going to be able to tailor the ministry to be age-specific. We're going to really be able to dive into what middle schoolers are going through right now and really diving into what high schoolers are going through right now. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be actually crazy. We've been getting a lot of new leaders um, who have interest in joining the group, and they are super excited for 2018. So we cannot wait to pour into your students uh, in new ways. So be praying for us. We can't wait. Eric, is it true that you're a 25-year-old middle schooler? I am a 25-year-old <laughs> middle schooler. I just passed 7th grade last semester, and you know that's what? why they brought me on the team. That's because you're lit and legit. Lit and legit. Yes, wow, I like that. Something, something like that. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, Can I plug in the Saturday night thing a little bit, yeah, too? Tell us more Saturday about nights, that. Saturday nights have been amazing. Joining you guys for the 5 o'clock and 6.30 service. Now that we're going to be uh, kind of combining to the 5 o'clock option on Saturday nights, we're going to be launching a, uh, a student huddle option for Saturday nights at 5 o'clock. This is going to be combined, middle school and high school. I am so excited for this. It's going to be a roundtable discussion. We're going to be going through Psalm 78 uh, for a few weeks. And uh, I can't wait to see who's going to show up and be a part of that. Um, talk to your students about uh, starting this new culture. And uh, okay. yeah. It's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, I can't wait for Saturday awesome. nights. I can't wait at all, actually. But you guys kind of, I was doing a really enthralling teaching about going to <laughs> Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Like, how are students, Luke, how are students going to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth? Like, what kinds of things are, are happening right now, the stories that you've got to share? Yeah, yeah. We, we have a heart to reach the entire city of, of Carmel, of surrounding cities, hey, surrounding areas. Eric, I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh my gosh. Oh my go if you can hear this. Can I use your bathroom? You can't use the bathroom, Eric. Okay. Here, I'm sorry. Okay. Apparently, it's just not Eric Lindahl has to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. Hold it. Well, the last thing. Hold it. It's in there, there or it's 
in here. Well, right, you know what? I'll, I'll pull over. Eric, yeah, just pull, pull over. over. There, there should Coming be like a, Coming about. a coffee shop or something here. Well, we're going to try and get to the coffee shop or something for them to use the bathroom, but... Oh my goodness, Eric! Gosh, we can't take them anywhere, no, anywhere at Eric all. Anywhere. And so, tell us then, Luke. Uh, since we're going to stop so that Eric can go to use the restroom, uh, what what would you want anybody out there to know right now about student ministry, about how to, they're going to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth? Yeah, yeah. We've seen God show up in incredible ways, and we can see our students right now being compelled by the story of Jesus, about the gospel. They want to be missionaries in their city. They want to make impact that means something long-term. This new generation, Generation Z, is all about making impact long-term. And so we have this vision for the Indie Youth Summit, which is a once-a-month worship experience for middle school and high school students and surrounding other ministries. We've got Crew Carmel. We've got Hope City students. We've got other smaller ministries that want to get together and have a worship experience and be sent out on mission. But see, this is what I was talking to Darren about. Like, apparently, you know, sometimes, but a lot of people don't do that. Like, students want to be missionaries. We want to go live on mission. We want to get outside the walls. We're riding in an RV around Indianapolis. We want to make an impact with our lives. But but Darren, you were talking about before all these guys just randomly showed up for a New Year's party. It was scary. Like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> what? What? Like, why don't people do it? You know, I, I do. Like, like I was saying before, I think it is. A, it's a courage thing. I think people feel they're scared. They're not sure. You know, they're not sure what's going to happen. They're not sure what people are going to think about it. They're not sure. You know, I think a lot of it is people think that they need to have all the right answers. Like, yeah. what if I really get out and start sharing my faith with people, and I don't know every answer to everybody's question. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that the cool part about that is there's a there's a courage and I think there's a humility to that. And I think if you get out and you're you're sharing your faith, whether it be through Mercy students or whether it be through your outpost or something, it's just it, yeah. you find that that whoa, watch out Luke, you're hitting in the head by a light. Okay. Is uh <laughs> is is I think the the even if you don't have all the answers and you realize that it does take courage is that I think people are drawn to that sense of authenticity when yeah, you're like, man. hey, I, I don't know all the answers, but I do know that Jesus is making a difference in my well, life. Well, and people are so afraid to take risks, you know? Like, like who wakes up and goes, I want to start a ministry on the radio station or go to bars and, and tell people about Jesus. Or, I mean, when Rich Abbott told me about wrestling theology, this ministry started where he puts on live wrestling events. I'm not joking. And then shares Jesus with people. I thought that was the worst idea I had ever heard in my life. And yet it's reaching people for Christ. So yeah, it does take courage. And it, I tell yeah. students it takes about 10 seconds of courage. That's if you can good, muster Luke. up 10 seconds of courage. Yeah. If guys, if you can ask a girl out on a date, you can share Jesus with the world. I'm oh, telling you, wow. you can do it. Look at you. Yeah. I like that. That's right. If you can ask a girl on a date, you can share uh, your faith in 10 seconds. In 2018, we're going to have so many more boyfriend and girlfriend connections. (laughs) Eric, can we get a shot of Eric driving up there? Look at this man. He's a man of many talents. Uh, There's like a Starbucks over there. You just want to stop there? We have 10 lives. I don't know what's going on over here. Hey, Josh. Josh, we have over 100 people that are watching with us live right now online. People, send in your questions, your comments. If you have any questions for Darren, for Josh, for Eric, Luke, Eric Maitland, who's driving the RV, send those in. Share this with your friends right now. And if you got questions about going to Judea and Samaria, what that looks like in your life share it with that's us. our bus dude that is our church bus that is our church shuttle bus what? we own that that's like we belong that's we own that oh my bus. goodness are the mercy road bus is actually here those are our students what are the chances that that would happen today those are at our this students. particular time those are our students that is really random Good. What in the world? The right way. Okay. Guys, there, those are our students. I will, uh, we go, uh, we let's find out up. what's going on. These guys are going <laughs> to stop for just a moment. We're on a tight schedule. we got to get right. to Echo Church in Avon, but what are the chances the Mercy Road bus would be here? Uh, you, you all Luke, actually purchased this bus. In fact, um, it is actually just well, get off every Sunday night taking trips to private reserve Adios. to pick up students. See ya. Come, come here. Come here. Come on. Come on. Let's check this out. So this is one of our outposts, it looks like. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Hey, come on here. The camera's coming. Come on, guys. Check this out. Okay. Come on over here, guys. Come on over here, Cynthia. What's happening? Oh, my goodness. The private reserve outpost. Some of the students are here. What's up, guys? That's right. How you doing? How you doing? What are you guys doing here? Um, well, we didn't have church service, so the kids wanted to still get together because they don't like, 
you know, not having a normal thing, so we thought we'd come get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So the students are doing a live feed over there, too. Well, since we got you here, well, tell us a little bit about, I mean, what are the chances, right? Tell us about the Private Reserve Outpost and what you guys did at Christmas time. Uh, yeah, so this year we met, um, well, we meet at the Private Reserve on Sundays, and this year we did Mercy Christmas, um, where we help families in need. Um, I love Christmas, so it was kind of fun just to like help those that you know need a little he extra help around the holidays. And um, we filled the bus with toys, we filled the bus with food, and passed it out to families. We had like how many families? Um, about sixty. We had over two hundred kids that we helped this year. Oh my goodness, over two hundred kids! You gave them toys and all kinds of stuff that just your outpost collected. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're like, what's Private Reserve, what's an outpost? Private Reserve is an apartment complex that they meet at in the clubhouse, and outposts are our missional communities that are living on mission in that community. And so you guys literally just your, what you might think of as a small group, is making a huge impact in the Private Reserve apartment complex. Hey, Dennis, what's happening, man? What is happening? Hey, Josiah, what's up? Well... I wish we could stay longer. This is awesome. You guys just randomly showing up here at just this particular time. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Hey, Ethan is back there, too. Yeah, hey, John's back there. Hey, guys, what's happening? John, come on over here, John. Ethan, come on over here. Well, shoot, we got to get going, though, because we got to hurry up and get to, to Avon. But uh, you know what? Hey, Luke, since you weren't invited to begin with, why don't you just stay with them? Oh, come on. Continue the student. I want to get back on the RV. It's warm. So cold out here. I want to go with the students because they're way more fun anyway. Okay, so Luke and Eric will go on the bus with the students back to private reserve. You know what, Ethan, John, I would love to talk to you about what you've been doing. Uh, come on to the RV real quick. Thanks, Cynthia. We'll see you guys. Thank you, guys. That was really crazy that you would be here. That's really crazy. I can't believe that just happened. That all these people were just waiting at Starbucks. I mean, what are the chances? Now we just need Eric Maitland. Where is Eric? I don't think the the RV is going to move without Eric. Uh, Eric, is Eric in the bathroom? We're not going to get out of here if our driver doesn't get back. If if you, oh man, hey, good to see you guys. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Well, guys, let, let me sit over here, and, and I'm going to ask for help from Dana and Darren, too, since you guys are, are here right now. are in the upright position. Good to see you, John. What's up, man? Yes, I'm glad you're here. Well, I mean, shoot, since you're here, why don't we talk to you for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, do you want to, Darren, you yeah, want to John? John, and I, I, John, if you don't know John, yeah. he's an awesome dude, loves the Lord. John, tell us a little bit, I guess, just a little bit of your story so we get to know a little bit more about you before we jump in, because I know we're, we're talking about that from the Expand the uh, the Vision campaign, Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're getting on board with helping uh, with Inside the, Out Recovery. Inside Out Recovery. Tell us a little yeah. bit about your story so we kind of get context for that. Well, uh, my story is that I'm a criminal. Uh, I was locked up for uh, incarcerated from 97 to 2015, uh, dealing in possession. I did it was 45 years through 22 and a half, and I'm doing 18 years. And the judge modified me out. Uh, during my prison sentence, I met Kevin Eakins. Uh, he came in to teach uh, celebrate recovery. Uh, praise God for that. Uh, so me and him got affiliated in 2007. And he was talking about starting a ministry uh, to help guys such as myself to get reacclimated back in society once upon leaving the prison. Uh, so um, we teamed up, and when I got out in 2015, I went to the Inside Out Recovery in Brazil, Indiana. And it's a wonderful God Christ Center program for guys such as me to help us get back uh, acclimated uh, into society instead of yeah. just being catapulted out of prison. Uh, back into the streets or people, places, and things, and recidivism rate is ridiculous for such guys getting out of prison. Um, so that's how my road to uh, Inside Out Recovery started with me. Yeah. How many guys are involved in Inside, inside Out Recovery? Uh, it's probably like 12 guys there now. Yeah. Uh, and with a uh, uh, plethora, I'm on a waiting list, you know, uh, if they need remodeling there to uh, open another half of the building up so they can accommodate more guys such as myself who love the Lord and want to make a change back in society. So a lot of the, the funds for the Expand the Vision campaign is going to the facility so that they can reach more than 12 guys. Uh, we're going to, I think, almost double the number of of guys that they could they wow. could reach there. That's but, phenomenal. Um, yeah, and and how long were you in prison, and what really changed your life with that Kevin Ickes, the, the the leader of Inside Out Recovery? What was it that really was life changing? 
Well, I think Kevin Eakin was one of the instruments that God used. I think uh, well, only when I came to my real understanding of who Jesus really is in my life, because I grew up in church, but I kind of like uh, got away from it. The grass looked greener on the other side, so I ventured off like the particle sun when I had it made when I was in my daddy's house. So when I, Paul said, when I was a child, I thought of a child, but when I came a man, I put childish things away. I didn't know what a man was supposed to be. I knew I was a male, but wasn't a man because I had no father figure in my life. So until I got around other men of God coming into prison, such as Kevin Ekins and the other uh, men of God that I, and women of God that came into prison and told me what a man's supposed to be. And then when I got out, seeing what a man's supposed to do, take care of responsibility, get a job, earn a living. You can't, there's no shortcut in life. Mm. So I just thank God for uh, opening my eyes, taking the blinders off and letting me see uh, what a man's supposed to be and to love on him more. Yeah, John, what does it mean for you now that being able to, you're on the other side of it, you're, and you're pouring into the lives of other people as you're part of this ministry. What, what, is that, what does that do for you? Because we talked earlier about the, the courage that it takes sometimes and the faith to step outside the walls and really make your faith something that is, is, is prominent in your everyday life. What's it, what's it done for you to be a part of pouring back into other guys' lives? Uh, Self-worth, uh, being the hands and the mouth of God what he has called me to be from the beginning of time. Knowing my purpose in life, knowing I have a calling on my life, it's a wonderful thing to minister to other men, uh, pull them out of the pool of ignorance that they be drowning in, and show them that Jesus is the reason, Jesus is the way and the path that we want to follow on. I think if we don't build on things that are eternal, we're really not doing anything. When you help somebody else, you have to see them the way, we have to see people the way Christ seen us. Somebody cared and loved on me, and so I must do the same thing. Uh, so I just want to do everything in my capability that Christ has called me to do. I love it, man. And, hey, uh, Jackie O'Keefe, we see you online, Love of Love Prison Ministry. She wants to get involved. I know a lot of you guys have said that. And, I mean, you got to get to know John Gammon. He comes to the church. He, he works with Ethan over here, who I guess we'll interview here in a second. It's really cool that you guys are randomly at that Starbucks. That's I mean, odd. That worked out that's really crazy. well for us. God's timing is always perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so... You know, share this live online right now. Ask your questions. Uh, Rob Elder, online campus pastor, is going to be sending the questions in. But Dana, since he's here and he mentioned Inside Out Recovery and uh, the Expand the Vision campaign, give us an update on that. Yeah. And then I guess you can interview uh, Ethan here. Sure. Too. Yeah. So Inside Out Recovery and uh, Multiply Indiana are two of these sort of five initiatives that this year's Expand the Vision campaign is going to fund. It's the last day of the year. Um, as of this morning, our update for our fundraising is we've raised $256,891.91 out of our $450,000 goal. Um, Eric Maitland just let me know he's going to give $100,000 after winning it off the RV, Thank so that's Eric. pretty exciting. Oh, sorry, Dana, I meant $100. <laughs> oh, okay, 100 pennies. Okay. <laughs> but really, awesome. thank you to all of you who are giving. I know some of you are really giving in faith, giving generously. We're, our family, we're looking for a way to give more today. I think that God will um, honor anything that any of us do. So thanks to all of you, especially yeah. those of you who've been fasting yeah. um, as we're looking to see how God provides uh, for this campaign. So like I said, something else that's really exciting in addition to Inside Out Recovery with John is we're going to be um, specifically contributing to Multiply Indiana. And Multiply Indiana, you know, when I talk to people in the church, they maybe don't understand that it's not Mercy Road. It's its own separate nonprofit organization. It was sort of birthed out of Mercy Road, yeah. but there are a number of churches that have been planted from it now, and we're really blessed to have Ethan Fernhaber, a friend of mine who is the president of Multiply Indiana. He's here on the RV with us, and Ethan, I would love it if you would just kind of maybe share a story to let people know what they're giving to when they give to the Expand the Vision campaign. Yeah, thanks, Dana. Uh, Multiply Indiana was birthed two years ago, um, and basically it's an organization that was created to plant churches. We're extremely lean. We have very little overhead, and 100% of donated dollars goes to planting churches. Um, basically, we've planted six churches thus far. Uh, we met a couple of weeks ago with six different pastors, and we're looking to refill the till this year um, with... Uh, the funds from the expand the vision campaign so yeah i mean literally and all of them are the state of indiana right yeah yeah from bloomfield to carmel to avon to indy right. again yeah. echo church that we're going to this is a plant out of multiply indiana and uh they're, they're doing an amazing job they're baptizing people today we've come to faith and and i mean that's just so cool so we're going to get it 
a chance to talk to Chad, the lead pastor of Echo Church. But yeah. so, what else with Multiply Indiana? We were talking about going to Judea's Samaria and the ends of the earth. Like uh, one of the things I love about Multiply Indiana is truly a community uh, of pastors with each other. Like uh, what? What do you? What's the long term vision for Multiply Indiana? <laughs> Well, and I think if pastors and entrepreneurs connect, I think we could do some amazing kingdom work here in this state. Like, you guys are gifted, but it's hard to go it alone as (laughs) well, you know? And if we can help out with buildings and finances, much in the way that we did at Mercy Road, I think it would expand the kingdom of God. And if church planting is the fastest way to reach people, then there is no better way to spend your your dollars than on church planting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except for maybe Inside Out Recovery. That uh. is pretty awesome, too. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, John said. Well, yeah, well uh, I love it. And, Eric, don't miss the turn. I know uh, you're not uh, the best with directions. Let's not, be honest, people. Not the so, very best, no. Um, if uh, Make sure somebody help him. But, yeah. uh, so, Multiply Indiana, tell us about the churches that exist currently with it. Yeah, we'll start down south with Rebuilt. Uh, they got a building this year. Uh, they're a body of around 50 people. About half of those people have been baptized in the last two years. Um, They have a pastor who spent 17 years in prison um, who was an addict, was a felon, but has been radically transformed by Jesus Christ. And he's reaching people that nobody else is reaching in that small rural community. And I know, Josh, it, it breaks my heart and it breaks your heart to go after these spiritual deserts here yeah. in the state. So. So anyhow, moving up from Bloomfield, we have Echo Church here on the west side where we're going to now. We have Hope City in Carmel. Uh, We have City of Lights um, on 38th. Pastor John Owens, man. He's awesome. Amazing. Amazing. And then we've also uh, partnered with Josh Wagner, and his church is still in the the vision stage. So the newest church planter, I believe, was having a baby today, (laughs) literally today. Um, so be praying for Josh Wagner. I saw that online. Well, uh, real quick before Eric gets off uh, at Crawfordsville Road, don't miss the exit, Eric. I don't know if I said that earlier, but uh, I, I, Rockville Road, not Crawfordsville Road. Road. <laughs> that could be even worse. You missed it. Um, Darren, I'm going to ask you to be Vanna again to help me out here. Uh, it, it, get him the foam board here. This is how we do. This is very high tech here, our slides. Point number two is to devote yourself to community. What I love about Multiply Indiana is these church planters are no longer going it alone when they plant in the state of Indiana. They have a community that they're a part of. And I want to read Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. It's right here. John, can you uh, help me read this here? Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. I got it bookmarked right there. 42 to 47, down here at the bottom. Right there, Acts chapter 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and the signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possession to give to everyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere heart. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being fed. Oh, man, you made that sound good. Oh, it's good. The rainbow word of God is sweet. Amen, man. Amen. I wanted him to read the Bible to me every day. That'd be awesome. Hey, that passage, I love it. Devote yourselves to one another, to community. Uh, you know, you heard the private reserve outpost that we just met there. That Ethan, you're actually a part of that, and so is John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that if if you look at those that oh, I didn't even realize that. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that that community is living on mission together, and it's where you see lives actually impacted and changed. Multiply Indiana pastors aren't going alone anymore. Inside Out Recovery, these uh, inmates who come out of prison actually are finding community, and Kevin Ickes is is changing lives, but it's that community. That is helping them grow in their faith. Yeah, yeah man. I say God has changed life through Kevin Eckes' ministry. Yeah. Give God all the glory and credit. Amen, man. Yeah, and I, I can't agree more. And so maybe you're out there today and you're watching this. You just randomly came on as a friend invited you, and you don't have a community that you're part of. So many people in society go alone today. Yeah. 
alone. And you never notice it more than New Year's Eve night, right? Like everybody feels like they have to find that party to go to because if I don't find it, I'm going to be alone tonight. I'm going to feel depressed and all. Look, the, the church is intended to be a community on mission. It's not meant to be a building or a worship service. Like that's sad that we've turned that into it. If you look at the scriptures, Acts 1 and 2, they devoted themselves to the community and they grew in number daily because they actually saw the love of Christ together. And that's what you guys just described to us. And so, man, if you're out there, find community. We have 17 different outposts in Mercy Road Church right now. 17 outposts, communities on mission. And uh, we're adding as many as 10 new ones. I was talking to Pastor Nick, who oversees all our outposts. 17 of them. So many different missions are happening right now through those outposts. Um, and, and you could go be a part of one of those and find community, or you could start your own. Talk to us, email us at info at mercyroad.cc. Hey, what are you doing, some, Eric? We've got some stuff coming in from the community. Can we share that now? Yeah, yeah, but Eric, what are you doing? Oh, Why are you pulling off? You, you're going to check your tire pressure? It's really cold outside. Why? Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, so apparently we're going to Speedway gas station here. What, what, uh, what is it? Here's that? a couple things coming online. Uh, yeah. Cynthia Whitaker says, we have 15 students on the bus heading back to drop off two kids. Uh, we have, uh, from Broken Arrow, we have somebody attending, says hi to Dana. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> Teresa Pally hey, was Oklahoma. asking, what was the name of the church in, in Bloomfield? Uh, rebuilt. Rebuilt. Rebuilt church. Rebuilt church. So church. keep those questions coming in. We're going to continue to answer those online. Yeah, yeah. Shoot them in, please. Please. Well, i got to find out what's going on here. Eric, why are we stopped? Evidently, these guys are... What's staying right there while I try to turn in. Oh, okay. So we're going to Speedway Gas Station yeah. here in uh, Rockville Road. And you actually, uh, you've never had a Polar Pop before, Josh. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. going to like make... Oh, well, that's so nice of them. It's, Look at what, that. it's the season. Yep. Uh, to be kind. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. We'll give him a little horn. Uh, well, we're pulling in here to Speedway and do you need help, Eric? I, feel, I don't know why I no, came I up here because I feel like I mean, you need a lot of help. Of checking your tire pressure. I mean, maybe a little help. Hey, what is what is that? Here's the air thing over no, here. No, 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 no. Look over here. What's that? Are you stopping here at the tire pressure? Yeah, thing? yeah. Hey, what? if you're watching us live online right now, we've been talking about going to Judea, Samaria, and the ends. They're devoted to one another in community. Acts chapter one, Acts chapter two. That the the church is meant to live outside the walls, and so we're in an RV live. I don't know why we're now stopping at Speedway gas station to check tire pressure, but hey, wait a second. Unlock that, that door. That, uh, I th is that Becca Berry? I think that's Becca Berry. Becca Berry? Is that Becca Berry? I love that girl. Oh, hey, it's Becca Berry. What are you doing? She's Becca. just filling up with gas. Well, that's really random. Let's check it. Becca, check we're, we're in the RV right next to you. Becca. Becca Berry, what are you doing here at the gas station? That's really... Really random. Oh, hey, what are you doing here? What's up? Hey. Rebecca Berry, everybody. Part of Mercy Road Church. What are hey. you doing here? Uh, just stopped to kind of clean my windows here and uh, At the just kind of gas station? Just warm up. Yeah. Off Rockville Road? Yes. Wow. Well, you want to hop in the RV with us? Yes. That would be awesome. Yes. Let yeah. me in. Go park your car okay. over there if you can. That would be really sweet. I would appreciate it. Wow, that's cool. Becca Berry is here. We're going to get to talk to her, maybe. Uh, never know who you're going to find. Oh, we even have a sign, in case you're wondering who that was. <laughs> that was really random that we ran into her. Um, Get the marker out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and we, uh, we'll go ahead and check the tire pressure, Eric. I know okay. it's going to take a few minutes. Okay. We'll, we'll sit here and wait, and Eric, uh, or Becca, will hopefully get on board here. Where did Ethan go? Oh, he's back there. Well... So in Acts 2, 42 to 47, being devoted to one another in community, I mean, t tell me a little bit more about like what Inside Out Recovery, the community that, that helped you form. Well, it helped me form a sense of stability of family because they all about uh, uh, reconnecting with family. Like uh, when I went to prison, uh, my How kids... How long were you in prison, by 18 the way? 18 years. 18 years? Yes, wow. Uh, my kids were just three and four years old. Now they're grown adults. And for us to have that establishment, a bond of father and daughter and son should have. I lost my son like six months ago. Uh, somebody killed him. But oh, no. praise God that I thank God for the time that we did have together. And then I heard him tell his grandmother that he was proud of the man that I become. So to me, that was worth priceless. I just thank God that I'm here for my kids now and have means to provide for them. That could not have uh, came to fruition not had I not went to Inside Out Recovery. 
having a solid foundation. You know, you can have Christ where you're locked up. But the true test is when you get on this pavement, when the pressure of life come upon you. So I had spiritual leaders there, and I was able to be transparent with them. Uh, they knew every instant part of my life. I had accountability structure, still do to this day. And I think that's what uh, men such as myself, well, I'm a man now. I was a male, but I'm a man now, and mm -hmm. I can teach other men how to be, a, a, a other males how to be a man. And so it gave me a solid foundation to stand upon. Uh, so now I took my wings, and I can fly, and I can fly high to the <laughs> yeah, uh, will of my Lord and Savior. That's awesome. Uh, well, hey guys, Becca Jayden, Berry Jayden is getting on here. Jaden Cruzy thinks this is planned. What does a seven-year-old know anyway? So, um, hey, uh, Becca, this is really cool that you were here. That's pretty awesome that you showed up here like that. Oh my goodness! Yes, you were rocking that sweater. Yeah. Well, sit down here. I'll interview you here in a second, but I'm just really glad that you're here. I mean, what are the chances? Yeah. You love this weather or what? Yes, it's amazing. Hey, Ethan, you're back there. I wanted to ask you, though, while you're here, you know, uh, we're talking about being devoted to each other in community. You've known John for a while. Yes. 18 years in prison. Lost your son six months ago. Yeah. You know, and... And I know the outpost has probably played a role. I'm sure Inside Out Recovery has played a role. But like, I could not imagine so many people go through that stuff alone. You know, and you have to face all of that by yourself. Um, t tell me a little bit about like how community has played a role in your life. Yeah, yeah. well, just with John, John Gammon coming to our organization, he's now a, a pastor to our entire organization. So wow. John just led a group through the seven habits of highly effective people. Some of the key members of the organization took the time to meet together unpaid um, in the morning, and uh, we shared life together, you know, from the president to the groundsman, uh, just one-on-one, -on -one, you know, acknowledging that God created all of us as equal. <laughs> John did 18 years in prison, but he's a more beautiful person um, than I am. You know what I mean? Because of the sanctification work <laughs> in Jesus Christ and his beautiful smile. That's right. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I know Eric's still checking the tire pressure. We're going to leave real soon because uh, we got to get there, man. We got to get to Avon, wherever he is. Hey, uh, but Becca, I'm, it's cool you were at this gas station. Do you come to this gas station a lot? Off and on. Well, I, okay, I wondered, um, you know, it's cool that you're here because we're literally just talking about. Uh, you know, being devoted to community one another, Acts chapter one and Acts chapter two. But my third and final point that I, I wanted to discuss, Darren, uh, if you could help us do a little one more Vanna here, one more Vanna moment. My third and final point that I'm hoping you can help us with yes. is to set aside the Paul and Barnabases. If you look at Acts chapter 13, Acts chapter 13, and let's have John read uh, Acts chapter 13 again. <laughs> I heard him reading Just earlier. the first... Uh, the, the the first verse there. Now in the church of Antioch there were prophets and teachers in Barnabas. Simeon called Nidra, Lutheran uh, Lucius of Cyrene. Lucius of Cyrene, Manus who had been brought up with Herod the treacherous and Saul. Yeah, nice job. The the, the what I wanted you to notice there is it mentions that Paul, Barnabas, uh, Lucius, Menaean, all these people were kind of set aside as, as people. And if you look at verse 2, while they were worshiping apart for, for me, uh, sorry, you read it. You're better at that. Read verse 2 there. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for their work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off set apart the Paul and Barnabases that there are people right now that we're afraid to send out that are we're afraid to risk it who God has called to live in unique ways Darren drops everything he's ever known working as a pastor in a, tra a traditional pastor at a church and becoming a pastor outside the walls through radio theology through uh, you know pub theology and then help uh, discipling others who start these other ministries like wrestling theology or a new one I heard about artist theology that Darren Cooper is starting and so Becca since you're here you know all about that since you were set aside God called you to move from California to Indiana to help us start Mercy Road Church yes he did yes he did 
what are the chances of that? I mean, and so tell us what that experience has been like. Well, I've been here four years. December 4th is was actually my four-year anniversary. Wow. Um, that long. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. I'm still here. And, you know, when I was back in California, I was at a really great church, but just kind of felt like there weren't as many opportunities for me to serve in the way that I wanted to. And um, really just thought about you and thought like, well, I wonder how their church is doing. And I followed Mercy Road and I was very aware of just the different outreaches that were going on and contacted you, called Josh. We talked on the phone for an hour and I know how you hate talking on the phone. So thank you for talking to me. (laughs) Um, But I really knew that I was supposed to be here even before I came here. I didn't know where Indiana was, as we all know. (laughs) I thought it was like by Kansas or something. Um, Awesome. I really, yeah, this is actually the Northeast. It does. It's not really the the Midwest on the map, just in case you wanted to know. Um, But you know, once I came and visited, I thought, you know, this is somewhere I could make my home. So I've known you since you were 19 years old. Yes. You, uh, because I worked in California at a church and I met Becca there. You you actually grown a bunch in your faith and, and you moved all the way here tell me what that first year was like i was sick (laughs) so you left everything you've ever known it's freezing cold and you were sick yes and i was sick i was sick the whole year i think my car got sick my radiator cracked i had lots of issues with that too so we were both adjusting but i absolutely loved it i mean i never felt like i wasn't at home here Uh. with the church with you guys even though i was clearly not at home from the temperature outside, um, but I've, I've always so. Felt if like somebody's home. out there, they want to go to Judea Samaria, the ends of the earth, devote themselves to community, all that kind of stuff that we've been talking about, and then be set aside. Like if they believe God's calling them to do something, what should they do it? Like, are you glad that you did it? I'm so glad that I did it. I don't see myself going back to California. Don't tell my mom. Um, <laughs> but I, I really have found my place here, and not only that, but. I would say, you know, if it's something that you're contemplating doing, something that seems crazy by other people's standards. For me, I went to those safe people to talk to and ask for prayer. I didn't tell everybody because there are a lot of people that want your best interest, but maybe you're like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. It's too cold or you're not going to have this or that. And and there's a lot of of doubt. And so I would say just talk to safe people and ask for their prayers about it. But well. I just noticed Eric is back on the RV. Eric, we yeah. just need to get, get going, man. We got to get okay. out of here. We got to hurry up and get to Avon. Got go to the YMCA. Oh, yeah. And we're going to interview Chad and maybe someone else there. And if you're watching this online, share it right now. So you got any questions for Becca Berry out there about what it's like to leave Southern California, come here, start a church? And you, I know your mom would prefer you be back there, but yes. it worked out well for you, right? Like, I heard that you uh, got engaged. You I, met the man of your dreams. The, of my dreams yes case he's watching um hang on uh but yeah i mean it it worked out for me and i know that god has really blessed and honored um the way that i've just moved here and wanted to serve him so you know before we get to the ymca we're going to the ymca where echo church is having their worship service today in the snow uh, not outside in the snow, but actually in the Y. And they're doing <laughs> baptisms of people who had their lives changed, people who were willing to risk everything like Becca did to go to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, to be devoted to community with one another, and then finally to set aside the Paul and Barnabases. And maybe you're watching this, and in 2018, you feel called to do something in particular. Maybe it's start a ministry. Maybe it's to get involved. Maybe it's just to join an outpost or live on mission. I, I don't know. But I, I want to talk to Darren for just a second about this because of anybody I've ever met, he knows how to start new, creative, futuristic type things yeah. and see way down the road. Uh, tell, tell us as a uh, addicted entrepreneur, so to speak, uh, spiritually, what that's been like. Like, if somebody's out there and they yeah. want to make an impact, start something new, what should they do? I think you know this seems maybe really simple, but the my biggest advice would you was would be just do it, start. I mean, I, you know, you don't know how things are going to turn out. Like, I mean, I would have no idea when I started Pup Theology that it would actually be something that I would do for a living. And I would have no idea the day that I went in to do an interview with Smiley that it would have become a radio show. Like, you don't know yeah. what God's going to do. And, and you, you're going to feel very uh, unqualified, maybe, 
uh, unprepared. But that's I think that's that's where God's grace and his and, and his and the Spirit comes in to help you with it. But I would say if you're if you're thinking about it and you're worried about all the what ifs, what if this, what if this, what if is just start watching this share this right now so people can join us again it's been cool i hope you've had fun it's unique we've got to interview people like ethan john becca and, and others um in fact maybe you're watching this and as darren was talking about starting something new this year is what you want to do and you're you're afraid you're nervous becca was too she said she would never do it and yet god changed that and now it would you say it's been a good four years it's been amazing i think my life that I think. I know my life has changed, my faith has transformed um, so much in the last four years that I would not trade it for anything. So there, you may need to go be a part of a church plan. Go start a church. Go start a new ministry. Go do something, as Darren just described. Or maybe you're out there and you're like, you know, I don't want to do this alone, though. I need to be devoted to community as the early Christians were. Uh, but whatever you're wherever you're at spiritually, I believe as a church in American society today, we got to get known more for our sending capacity than our seating capacity. We got to stop just holding on to people and say, you got to, we got to grow, 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 grow this one location, this one church, this one worship service and go, the church is meant to be community on mission to make an impact outside the walls of the church. We got to raise up the Paul and Barnabases and we got to send them out to make an impact. In a moment here, we're going to get to Avon uh, YMCA, where Echo Church the meeting. We're going to get to interview Chad Lunsford, the pastor of Echo Church, about how he's done that very thing and what that's been like. They just launched this fall. And maybe you're watching this and you're thinking about being a part of a church plant. Don't we have enough churches? Right? That's what people often say. But the reality is that less than 20% of people in the Indianapolis area will attend a church service on any given weekend. We don't need one church. We need a lot of churches. We need a lot of greater impact. We need to set people aside who are called and actually support them. That's what Multiply Indiana is all about. Um, that said, uh, Ethan, come on back up here. Dana's got a mic for you. Why don't you just share a little bit one more time, just because we're almost to the why here, uh, about that very thing I just said, with Multiply Indiana, how we're doing that. Yeah, so Multiply Indiana just collects and disperses funds. We're basically venture capitalists for kingdom expansion. That's awesome. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, that's all we do. We collect money and we give it out. There's no overhead. 100% of the proceeds goes directly to church planters. We don't over-resource, but we correctly resource these, you know, church planters who we believe will be a, a, a successful. But how do, uh, how do we discern, like, which ones are the right plant? Do you plant with everyone who comes no, by? No, we don't. I think yeah. <laughs> we have a pretty low percentage of people who actually get letters and get checks. Uh, we send them through an assessment process, and then we send them through a board. If the board isn't 100% on board with everybody voting yes for a particular church planter, then the answer is no. So right now we have five members on our board, and yeah. and uh, as we continue to grow around the state, we'll create regional hubs on the north north part of the state, south part of the state, and right now we're just birthing the central part of the okay. state. So. I love it that you're actually making impact. And I gotta say, as we get ready to get to the why here, that. It does not smell at all this year on the RV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something to celebrate right there. It did until uh, Luke left. Until Luke left. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, the smell got way better when Luke left. Uh, it was a God thing. So uh, let's get a shot of Eric driving the RV right Woo. now. Down up Highway 36 here in Avon. Thank you, folks. You can see off. Uh, give us a little quick tour, Eric, as we get ready to get to the YMCA interview. Chad, once more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Is this my turn here, Jana? God bless you, sir. Oh, my megaphone's here. we got all the tools I need. Yeah. This is how you live outside the walls of the church. Yeah, this is living, folks. All for Jesus. I think we're just coming up on the YMCA here on our right, where Echo Church meets on a weekly basis, and they set up and tear down like we used to. Praise the Lord for our own building. I only yeah. talk in the bullhorn though, because I'm the captain, and I don't need to talk without a bullhorn. It's the way I see it. Here we go. Is this the Y right here? That's great timing. Thank you. Wow. There's, their, their flags are right there too. Echo Church flags. Woo -hoo! Woo! Echo Church. Here we come, baby. Oh yeah. Wow, this is so cool. This is where Echo Church sets up every week at the Hendricks Regional Health YMCA. 
Love Josh Easton from the YMCA. He's been helping church planters start churches in those locations. Look at this facility, beautiful brand new facility. If you live in the Avon or Plainfield area over here, I encourage you to come check this church out if you're watching this online. They're doing an incredible job here. Uh, Chad Lunsford actually moved here from Mississippi. He was a pastor at the largest church in Mississippi, a campus pastor there, and he moved here. Uh, this fall planted the church, and so I'm excited to, to get to talk and interview uh, him as well. Eric, uh, looks yeah. like there's a roundabout there. If you could just pull up right up to the front really? of okay. the YMCA the there. The oh, they've got cones. Yeah, fall through the cones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. Might as well make a scene. Oh, there's people walking out right now. Looks like, is that Mark Talamantis? Looks like it. Yeah, there's Mark ah. right there. I might just let those guys come oh, in right hey, here. what's happening? There's Chad right there. So let's interview Chad here. I'll have, give Darren a mic too. I want to help. Let me get the door to you right it's now. Come on, guys. You can put the mic down. Check this out. Right this way. If you can still hear me, we are actually here with Chad Lunsford right now. He's coming up. What's up, dude? Come on to the RV. How you doing? Good to see you guys. Good to see you too. Hey, it's Traver. Hey, Traver. Wow, so you guys just were at the Echo Church service? Yeah. How was it? It was awesome. It was, it was awesome. a good time. You did a good job. Yeah. You did a baptism at the end of the yeah. service too? Yeah, two. Two baptisms. Well, come on the RV. Hey, we'll hey guys. Well, work on work, guys. <laughs> All right. See you, brother. Cool. Come on board, guys. <laughs> Hey, we can fit Traver and Mark on. Come on, guys. Come on. This will be fun. Get in here. So I don't need the microphone anymore. Is that correct? Okay. No mic. So you got to talk loudly. We don't need the microphone. Uh, Chad, man, thanks for being here. This is Darren Earlywine. I don't know if you've got interviewed on CPL yet. I haven't had him on yet. Okay. So, uh, Chad. Yes. We wanted to interview you. You just got done with the church service. <laughs> yes, You're crazy, just, man. Just it was snowing done. this morning. It was. It was crazy. It was fantastic, though. It's okay. amazing to see how God moves when sometimes we least expect it. So it was a great service. And you baptized two people at the end of the service. We Woo! did. We had uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. baptized two, two young ladies, actually two young, uh, teenagers. That, uh, uh, to get baptized awesome. today. And we had three, three people who made first-time decisions today at the end of the service wow. to begin following Christ. <laughs> I mean, it was just... So wow, awesome. dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, three people came to Christ today. Yeah. Well... And, 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 you know, I wanted to interview you because you guys moved here from Mississippi yep. to start the church. And we've been talking about going to Judea and Samaria the ends of the earth, like getting outside your comfort zone, being devoted to community, setting aside the Paul and Barnabases. And, and that's really you, man. You've been set aside to plant a church. Tell us what that's been like, moving here from Mississippi to start a church. And, and I know you're originally from Indiana, yeah. so mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like it feels like coming home. You know, but it's been a, it's it's been nothing comfortable. <laughs> Every, okay. It's been everything uncomfortable, uh, every step of the way, uh, from uh, taking a huge face step to leave a really big church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say, you largest know, church in Mississippi. That yeah, you're a part of. yeah, to leave a really big church and then to come and say, God, whatever you've got in store, we're all we're all in. So I mean, it's been very uncomfortable, but God's done incredible things. I mean, the very first outreach we did here at the YMCA, we did an egg hunt, and a thousand people showed up, wow. which was ridiculous. And uh, thus far, we've had. Um, including today, somewhere around 40 people that made first-time faith decisions. And so with all of the challenges that come along with it, you know, you look back and you're like, man, I'm so glad that God changes plans and that yeah. God's got something, a much bigger plan than we've got. Yeah. It's been incredible. Yeah, I love it. And I, I get to know a little bit of it because, you, you know, Echo Church is a part of Multiply Indiana. They've helped us start Multiply Indiana. You're starting a church, but also a church planting network. So tell us a little bit about what your experience with Multiply Indiana has been and you know how it's how it's gone this first yeah, three months. Yeah, so you know, the, the layers of our love for Multiply Indiana like, have no bounds. I mean, truly. I mean, just from having other pastors like you and, and the other guys to to lean on and learn from, and you know, learn from your mistakes and all the all the great things you guys have also done. Uh, not to mention, um, you know, I just said you know goodbye to someone before I walked out here, who is from Mercy Road. Right, oh, so really? they, you know, so they you know, when you gave the call to hey, go help these guys. I mean, so there's people in there right That's now awesome. that are Mercy Roaders awesome. that came and said we want to help Echo launch. And so, um, and the God's multiplying the kingdom because there's churches like Mercy Road, there's networks like Multiply Indiana. They're saying they're like, it's not about us, it's about God. And Absolutely, doing, man. So. Absolutely. From you know Echo over here in Avon to City of Lights in downtown Indy, Josh Wagner is going to be planting a church in downtown Indianapolis as well. 
and maybe God is calling you to be a part of one of those. But I guess as a pastor of Echo Church, like if somebody wants to get involved, like what, what do they do? How would they reach out to you or contact you? Yeah, I mean, a couple different ways. EchoChurch.cc is our website, so it's got all the information there. Uh, coming on Sunday morning, checking things out, you know, hopping into our Next Steps class with a lot of different opportunities. But this easiest, EchoChurch.cc, and, and get, get in touch with us there. Okay, EchoChurch.cc. Check it out. We'll get a shot here of the YMCA in the background. We literally are... Right outside here. Hey, Mary Gothy tuning in from India right now. What's happening? Good to see all of you guys. Um, Luke, Luke is sad he got kicked off. The what? Luke is sad he got kicked off. Oh, he got kicked off. Luke got kicked off. Well, we're uh, not as sad as you are, Luke. But <laughs> Eric, you're busting the guitar out. Yeah. yeah. You want to lead us in a song of worship? Maybe you're online yeah. and we want to close with a little bit of worship here. Eric's going to get the guitar out. It's a little tight in here, but we're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. Well, Mark's got my lyrics here in case I forget. <laughs> Alright, everybody better help sing along. It's me and Josh have colds. We can't sing right now. service interview and it turns out john owens the pastor of city of lights church is here with us yeah, it's just the after party yeah baby what's happening <laughs> the after party happening that's cool so dude well you're here man have you seen echo before did you know that this bro is i i knew that this this is where they were i haven't been out here before you know i just happened to be in the area so so you're, uh, <laughs> you guys, yeah, you just happen to be there, too, in Avon. It's like the place to be yeah, today. Yeah, it. So uh, you actually are also started a church in a YMCA. Absolutely. It's honestly, it's been incredible. We're really blessed here in Indianapolis to have an incredible partnership with the YMCA. Uh, the CEO, Eric Ellsworth, has an incredible vision to see a church plant meeting in every YMCA in the greater Indianapolis area. And so um, this year, having City of Lights launch the YMCA, uh, of course, Echo Church launch the YMCA, and, of and I'm, I'm excited to see what other ways we can partner. So it's been, it's been fantastic. Okay, so City of Lights Church, where, where's the YMCA that you guys meet in? City of Lights, we meet at the Avondale Meadows YMCA. It's right off of 38th and Keystone uh, in the kind of central downtown area. Okay, gotcha. And you guys planted last Easter. We, uh, we launched March 20th. Okay. Uh, that's when we officially launched, so we're a nine-month-old. We're yeah, man. a nice uh, nine-month-old. I, honestly, what's crazy is last time I was on the RV, we hadn't even had our first preview service yet. Yeah. And yeah. so we were just praying for a location for our preview service, and now, of course, we're nine months in, uh, and it's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, tell us any stories you've got or things that have happened over the last nine months or so oh, that God's I, done. And... Gosh, there's so many. I mean, yeah. you know, um, even when it came to – so. First of all, last time when we were meeting this time last year, we didn't have a location. And um, we had really just been, as you can imagine, stressing out on where we're going to be. And uh, it just so happened that a guy who was a good friend of mine uh, grew up with him, went to high school with him. Yeah. He wasn't following the Lord at the time, wasn't serving the Lord. Just came on a whim to one of our interest meetings. Yeah. And he happened to be a manager at the movie theater in Broad Ripple. And so he, I, I was going to, I actually was going to the movie theater to kind of deal with some of the anxiety of not having a location. And he was working that night and he goes, Hey, I've been thinking about this. I talked to a regional manager. I think we can make it work for you guys to meet here. What do you think about this price? I'm not going to tell you the price, but it was incredible enough that I was like, can we write that down right now and <laughs> wow. make sure that we hold that in? So literally two weeks later we met there at the theater and that's where we launched. But then God worked it out, uh, you know, because he would unlock for us in the mornings. He wasn't able to attend the service with his family because he okay. had to be on the clock. So God opens the door for us to meet at the Avondale Meadows Y. He brings his family for the very first time. The guy time. from the movie theater. The guy from the family. movie theater. Wow. Uh, he's a manager of the movie theater. He brings his whole family to our first service at the YMCA. 
that day gives his life to the Lord. Dude, and, that's uh, awesome. It's just been amazing. And, you know, he was one of the, he's actually one of the guys, I had a, a list, we call it our VIP list of people that we're praying for and believing for to come into the kingdom. Yeah. He was number one on my list yeah. uh, when we were moving here and planning this church. And so God has just been faithful, um, you know, and we're just seeing people, new people coming families coming, people getting saved. I mean, it's just incredible. And we're just getting started at the Y. I mean, yeah. uh, in 2018, we've already been meeting with the Y leadership about more ways that we can serve the local community in the uh, Meadows area. So we're excited. Dude, I love it. And I love hearing stories like that. I mean, uh, so we've been talking about like getting outside your comfort zone, risking things, being devoted to community, setting aside the Paul and Barnabas's but really, all you gotta do is go to the movies, right? <laughs> really, man, just 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 go out. You know, one of the chance God, you know, orchestrated all of that stuff. So, like, if somebody wants to get involved with uh, City of Lights Church, what what should they do? Absolutely. Well, there's a couple of things. Our website is cityoflights.church. You can go to cityoflights.church. Uh, also, we're on Facebook and Instagram at City Lights Indie. And that's how you can get connected. Some of the different things that are happening, our upcoming services. We've got a new series starting next week called Spiritual Habits. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Our services meet at 10 a.m. at the Avondale Meadows YMCA. And we try to stay up pretty pretty consistently on Instagram. And so I'd encourage you to do that. And one thing yeah. that I was thinking when you talk about, you know, um, stepping out and, you know, the beautiful thing and when we when I hear that when I think about the testimony of my friend Jason and and even just our connection with Multiply Indiana and partnering yeah. with, with Echo and Hope City and, and and all that's happening with Mercy Road is that God is setting up his shots yeah right he knows what he has in store he knows the plans he has for us and so often we can be so focused, especially you come into 2018, you're focusing on, you know, all the things you want to change and you want to try and you're going to do. And really, the best thing that we can do is find out what God is doing Amen. and then align with that. Yes. You know, you could be thinking about all the things, you know, you can at times be so overwhelmed with what do we do with this? What do we do with that? Just learn to listen and hear what God is doing. And that's really what I love is, you know, you with Mercy Road. Uh, Justin with Hope City, of yeah. course, Chad with Echo. Our heart was not just, we're just going to push our agenda. We're saying, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in the state of Indiana? What do you want to do in the city of Indianapolis? And saying, hey, we want to be a part of what you're doing. That's so cool, man. Let me ask this last thing, and then we'll let you go. But what, so right now, you know, City Life Church, you mentioned this, uh, there are actually six churches now, a part of Multiply Indiana. We're talking about a number of others. If you're just tuning in, Multiply Indiana is a separate church planting network, an entirely separate 501c3. A, a number of churches got together to help start. Um, John is actually on the board for that. The City of Lights Church is a Multiply Indiana church, just like Echo Church is. And Mercy Road Church is trying to raise a bunch of money to help support yeah. Multiply Indiana right now. So we're at the end of the year. It's last day. Yeah. What would what would you encourage somebody out there watching this? Why should they give to the Expand the Vision campaign on the Mercy Road website uh, to, to uh, support Multiply Indiana and new churches? Why should they financially support that? Absolutely. Well, I would say the beautiful thing about Multiply Indiana is a kingdom vision. You know, and there's lots of things that you can give to. And and I would say, I believe that I speak for all of us to say, we want people to be spirit-led to sow. Um, you know, I was just talking in our Devo with our City of Lights team this morning about a passage in Luke where, you know, Peter has been fishing all night long. He's cleaning his nets. He's exhausted. And he hasn't quite seen, he didn't see the return that he was hoping for. They haven't, one translation said he didn't even caught a minnow. But Jesus gave this word for him to cast his nets on the other side. And in the midst of being tired, in the midst of being fatigued, in the midst of honestly probably finishing up, you know, like a lot of us are finishing up our year-end stuff, yeah. his response to Jesus was, if you say so, I'll do it. Yeah. And as a result of him obeying the word of the Lord, even when he was tired, even when he honestly probably could have thought of every excuse not to cast it one more time, he did it, and it said that the catch was so huge, he actually had to call other people from other boats to come and take it all in. Yeah. And so I just encourage you, like, I, I th I'm thankful to be, to walk with Josh and so many within this Multiply family who have not only said, God, we welcome you on the boat, but have said, Lord, you give us the word, and if you say so, 
we're going to cast the net because we believe that God wants to do something that is far bigger than any of our single boats can ha handle. That it's going to take not only the boats that are currently in Multiply Indiana, but the church plants that haven't even come to see the kind of fish gathered and reached. And so this is good soil. This is a great, a great thing to partner with. Um, the resources are solely focused on resourcing church, uh, church planters and church plants. And we're seeing, I mean, in a short amount of time, I mean, we're talking like, what, three years, two and a half years, maybe? That multiplies years? existed like barely two years. Barely two, two years. years. You know, we're talking about six churches already yeah. um, and, and just more to come. And so I, I'm, I'm excited that we get to be a part of Multiply, that we get to sow into this. And I, I think, honestly, I think you should as well. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and sow that seed. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good word. Man. By faith. Yeah. yeah, well, man, I'll tell you, as we kind of close out the after party here, man, thanks for doing this. Uh, you know, we're trying to raise $450,000, and we've seen 256000 coming, which is amazing yep. to me. But it's been super overwhelming. I have no idea how we will get to the 450000 But I'm praying, I'm fasting, and I hope you guys are too, that we could actually see this happen. And 200,000 of that's going to go towards church planting to plant a whole lot more churches just like uh, John Owens as we set aside the Paul and Barnabas's and City Lights Church. So thanks if for I praying. back on that one more yeah, time, yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah, say, please. like, these resources, this isn't just, it doesn't go to some invisible pile. Like, literally, <laughs> yeah. we have the facilities. We were able to serve the families that we do because of the resources that Multiply sowed in us. There are 120 people right now gathering at City of Lights in the short nine months that we have that are thankful for those that sowed when they didn't even know what we looked like, didn't know where we were going to be. We have child check-ins. We have all kinds of things that we're able to sow into because of Multiply sowing into us. So no, it's, go it's going down. It's not just going to disappear. It's fruitful. Dude, that's awesome. I'm so Thank glad you, that yeah, you're here to share that. I love it. So pray about it. Um, if you want to give to the Expand the Vision campaign, you can do that at mercyroad.cc or go to the Facebook page, and it's pinned to the top that you can click the donation form there and fill that out. And we love you all. Uh, be praying as we close out 2017 and head into the new year. Thanks.